man, this is amazing, dude. You thought about how big the universe is? Crazy, man. Welcome to episode 264 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Sitting here in my front room in a beautiful Pasadena, beautiful sunny day on July 22nd, Monday at 11.10 a.m. Jason Roberts, how are you feeling today? How are you doing? I am doing fucking awesome. Oh, wow. That's good. I am on a vision quest. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know how we talked about... um, Starting kind of the fitness routine. Yeah. I, I started about uh, six weeks ago. Actually, six weeks ago, mm-hmm. almost to the day. I weighed in this morning at 196. So I'm down nine pounds. That's of great. Fat. I'm probably down, I probably lost, I'm down nine pounds. I'm probably down 10 or 11 pounds of fat because I've been lifting a lot of weights. I probably put on at least a pound of muscle. Great. Um, yeah. So almost at that, you know, so I'm, I'm sure for the next podcast, I should, we, significantly i should so, be below the 195 the so 10. six weeks so it's kind of like what are you averaging i mean i guess it's a what, like a half. About, about a pound and a half a week I'm, exactly exactly a pound that well like i said i probably lost more i probably lost more like 10 pounds of fat so probably a little bit more than that that's interesting i mean that's that's a pretty solid pace because i was feeling i was feeling a bit down because i'd only i've lost uh two three three dot four two three one dot two around about two pounds We've been doing a week, but I right? started a week ago, so that's kind of okay. You're not you're not going to do more than two pounds consistently. I mean, you'll have drops, but yeah. usually that it has to do with dehydration or huh. your your natural fluctuation. Your body will fluctuate. I mean, you you can fluctuate as you know as we know, like two or three pounds, four pounds in a given between two days. That's fantastic. So then, actually, it's okay. Great. What's okay? Oh, that you're two pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah. No, no. You in no. fact. You, you don't want to spend too much time obsessing about like how much you lost at a given weight. I mean, you want to keep an eye on it. But if two weeks you don't drop, then there's, it's, there's a good chance that something's going on. I mean, I weigh myself every day, but I, I only include my official weigh-in yeah. on Sunday morning. Oh, I see. But okay. I kind of go up and down, and I let it get to me sometimes, just like watching the stock market. You're like, oh, I'm up. What the hell's yeah. going on? I'm down. Yeah. You know, you get a little too – you get on the emotional roller coaster, but you have to keep reminding yourself that you're, there's a lot of noise. Yeah, like some days I just can't, I don't understand. I think I like, I, because I track what I eat and I'm like, I didn't actually eat anything to, to gain this pound. How is that even possible? <laughs> oh, you know, I, yeah, it's, it happens to me. I mean, within a couple hours, it's like, all of a sudden, how did I gain a pound and a half? So, so you're nothing. feeling good inside? I mean, as well, like you're just, are you feeling healthy? Oh, yeah. So, okay. And, oh, and I've lost two and a half, two and a half inches off my waist. Okay. That's, that's, so I've good. gone from a 37 to 34 and a half. Um, right around, you know, when I say at the gut, right at the belly button. So that's the two things I measure, which is a really good indicator of body fat. Um, oh, and I ordered a scale that measures your body fat and lean body mass and hydration and everything. So that's going to be coming in a couple of days. So I can keep a really close eye on the body fat percentage, which is really the only thing that's important. Nice. nice. Um, so, yeah, no. You know, in addition to the diet, so you remember I went to that nutritionist or got, you know, the same one you went to, right? Um, yeah. Sarah Lynn, and she's a, what, quote, bioengineer, is that her official yeah. profession? And the her sort of diet outline was no more than, you know, was, I guess, 24, 2,500 calories a day, around 2,400 calories a day with too many exercising an hour a day. 
no more than 40 grams of sugar and try and hit 200 grams of protein. Okay. And that, and the idea was to hit 90 pounds and two months. And it looks like I'm almost exactly precisely on target. If I do a pound and a half, I will exactly hit um, 190 pounds on the, like whatever the 22nd of August. That's cool. So the, but what's, what's really interesting though is, so I got the sugar down to 40 grams. And you remember I was telling you that I took that sugar, I was, I was consuming a lot of sugar, yeah. you know, between the orange juice and the milk for cereal and a mocha with two chocolate packets and maybe a half refill and a big Coke at lunch, and then a half refill, you know, just, well, so it went down from something like 200 in the, in that part of the day down to like 30 or 25. Um, so not maybe an eight X decrease or something. So, um, here's one thing I noticed. I, I've had heartburn acid reflux for the last eight or nine years. I've had to take Prilosec every morning huh. for, for that. Otherwise I have really bad heartburn, really bad, you know, as a heartburn and acid reflux, it kind of were interrelated, you know, to get that burning sensation, but then you also kind of like, if you know, you'll get that little acid coming up in your throat yeah, yeah. and almost gone. All of a sudden, I noticed. Well, so we ran out of it. Like a, we ran out of it five or six days ago, and I told Sandy, "I was like, we're out." And so I'm like, you know, are you going to store today? Because you know, usually by the middle of the day, I'm going to be start being pretty uncomfortable. And she got it, and I wasn't feeling it, so I forgot to take it. And the next day, I'm like, that's weird. I mean, maybe just a hint of it, maybe like ten or fifteen percent of it. Mm. And then the next day, I said, "Well, I'm going to go one more day." Same thing. And then I started reading up on it. And um, I, and I said, you know, if you drink coffee, caffeine is particularly coffee because it's so acidic, can and orange juice, which is very acidic. Um, but I was looking at coffee in particular, can cause this. You can create a lot of acid in your stomach, and oh, also totally. the caffeine or something has some effect on like that part of your uh, esophagus. That so I said, so yesterday I was like, you know what? I want to see if I can get rid of the last ten to fifteen percent. So I cut out coffee yesterday. Boom, gone. I just started having tea. I said, well, I'll, play, I'll replace it with tea. And this is a tough... So it's interesting. The power of gradualism is a big deal because there would be no way six weeks ago you say, all right, Jason, you need to cut out coffee. You need no, to cut out this. I know, you cut I out know. that. There'd be, I'd have been like, screw you. I'm not doing that. Huh. But it was like, after I started making progress and getting excited, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I don't feel the heartburn. But the other interesting thing, and I th- I've been saying this to you, I've been mentioning it to you for a while, is like food, and I, although this is kind of more like do what I say rather than do what I do. Like food is incorrect. Like if, by changing your diet, you can totally change how healthy you feel, all sorts of different aspects of yourself. Yeah. So even just that one thing, coffee there, but imagine if you, well, the sugar was the big one, right? Right. So sh- sugar. Oh, and the other thing, oh, fish, what you're saying. Well, what I was going to say is like, just imagine if you actually went for it and went for, okay, I'm going to do a lot more vegetables in my diet. I'm going to do a lot less burgers and buns in my diet. And just generally went for like a super healthy diet. Like you would be like fucking, Funny you should say that. Funny you should say that. So I've cut out most of the sugar. Yeah. The the only real sugar I have is I have four ounces. I've half a cup of orange juice at breakfast. Right. I'm almost ready to cut that out. And I don't even think I'm gonna do tea for very long. I'm like, the tea feels gonna be something hot to sip on in the morning. And I put exactly one teaspoon, which is four grams of sugar in it, to sweeten a little bit. But it's almost not enough sugar uh, sweetening to even yeah. make a difference. Yeah, I know that. Cats. That's the thing with tea, right? Yeah. Screw it. So, Tea's actually really nice without sugar when you when you get used to it. So I'm kind of, and then I have a feeling I could probably just go off of tea altogether. So I'll probably just be on nothing. And, you know, using gradualism, right? You could use decaf tea, and then what's the difference? I mean, then it's a nice drink and it, you know. Well, you know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of like something that you don't need. I, I hate, I hate, I kind of don't like the idea of there's something that I need. 
that okay. I have to have. I'm grumpy. I'm in a bad mood if I don't get this thing. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. you know. And I've been that way with coffee. I've been that way with orange juice at breakfast. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Um, pretty difficult when it comes to breakfast in the mornings. You know, like people, you know, when you've got a group of people and I was like, oh, we're just get breakfast. We're going to do this. I'm like, the hell, we're going to skip Holy breakfast. Holy crap. There's going to be no stopping you if you like totally go healthy diet. That's going to be crazy. Well, well, listen. So, okay. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm doing the diet pretty well, you know, but the one thing that wasn't as dialed in was my dinner. I would eat more or less whatever Sandy would make. She, you know, if she had like stir fry or less than lasagna or whatever, I would have it, but I would just try not to eat too much. I'd try to eat like two-thirds of whatever she was eating, try and stay in like the 500, 600 calories for dinner because I, that would bring me at the, at the so I could hit my numbers. And and then I would notice the next morning, I'm like, damn it. Like, I could tell that lasagna just, I'm two pounds heavier. <laughs> you know? I'm like, and it's not like the lasagna was amazing. It was just lasagna. I mean, right. how many times have I had lasagna in my life? What's one more lasagna going to do? <laughs> so I started getting pissed at the food, right? <laughs> I started like resenting it, you know, like, and then I started viewing the food a little differently as opposed to like, oh, what are we having for dinner tonight? Like, it's just fuel. It is just, I have a goal I'm getting getting to, and this is just a building block. This is just something that I'm putting my body to get my, if I put in the right thing, I will hit my numbers. If I don't, it's just going to take longer. It's almost like, you know, you want to take the bandaid off quickly or you can take it off really slowly. It's like, I want to get, I would get to my final goal, 10% body fat or under as quickly as possible. I can do that in three months or I can do that in a year. And if I get to it, the sooner I get there, the sooner I can, you know, you can cheat more. It's like, oh, we want to go and get burgers tonight. No problem. We're going to pizza tonight. And what I've discovered also is that the 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 you know one of the big problems i think one of the reasons i gained weight is i as i as i as i it wasn't that we i would go out and we would have ice cream and cake and crap it was just it was just the little habits you do every day it was that damn double chocolate mocha would have for breakfast every day <laughs> yeah it was all that sugar and extra calories in that sugar that that did it that and that was probably the real killer for me it was just slowly over time and um and, I, and the other thing I noticed, my whole GI tract is way better because of the sugar. The sugar was killing me. Mm. I, I mean, I won't go into the details. Let's just say. <laughs> Please don't go into the okay, details. But I'll just say this. All of a sudden, like, it's, I'm, it's totally changed. Right. Well, it's funny. I mean, I I agree. I mean, yeah, like the food is huge, but don't forget, like you are also doing like more exercise, which is also that's bringing in a lot of endorphins and other no, stuff. I'm, I, I I would normally exercise. You always do exercise. No, no, yeah. no. You know me. I exercise at least four, usually five to six days a week. Right. Okay. It's not more exercise for me. I mean, I was already there. The exercise. Yeah. No, what? The, so it is, the, it the, is food. Well, no. Okay. So there's a couple things. So the food, the you know the the cutting out the sugar and then the coffee is what cleared up the heartburn. And the dependency on Prilosec, which is off a daily medication for Christ's sakes. Mm. I mean, that's huge. Mm. Um, and the fact that I'm losing weight ever consistently, you know, like a clockwork is huge because once you get control over something like that, it just, you feel powerful. Like I can make anything happen, right? Because it's always seemed like this kind of like immovable object that you just can't really make it happen, right? Well, and it's, so do you, so do you attribute it to the food or the, or the exercise? I consider it, I I would I would say it's probably seventy percent food. Yeah, because isn't that the Phil was telling me the saying you know lose weight in the kitchen, get fit in the gym. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other thing I say I like is you can't out train a bad diet. Right. 
Actually, you can a little bit. I mean, I used to last tried. time. I did you, one time. If you didn't train, you'd probably be massive right now. Oh, I would. Yeah. But when the last time I lost weight, like five or six years ago, I lost 18 pounds and I got down to about 190. Um, I was not doing this kind of cutting out the sugar. I was just trying to take out a little bit lighter dinner, a little bit here and there. So it wasn't terrible uh, yeah. diet, but it certainly wasn't like this high quality. So at dinner now, I telling Sandy, like, I just want, I just want like chicken and some broccoli or chicken. Like she just like, she's like, okay, well I'm going to make tortillas and stuff. She's like, what do you want? And I was just shaking my head. I'm like, just give me some chicken and I'll just take whatever vegetables. Like that's it. I don't even care. It's like, I don't give a damn about the food anymore. It's like, for me, it's like, I'm just going to, sh- I'm just going to eat it. But, you know, it actually turns out it's pretty good. Actually, the broccoli was pretty good. It turns out like, and I'm not a vegetable guy. I'm like a little kid. You know, I don't like to eat my vegetables. <laughs> I, I admit it. But last night she made some green beans and uh, chicken and I was just like, hey, this is really good. That green <laughs> beans actually better than the chicken. The chicken was good. So. Nice. Okay. So here's what's really, here's also something that's really changed. Okay. So, um, I, you know, Phil inspired me, but Phil's my friend I mentioned who lost 90 pounds, who you hung out with down in Mexico and you saw mm-hmm. how fit he had gotten himself, right? Yeah, he looked great. And, um, you know, I was like, damn it, if Phil can do it, I can do it. And he was encouraging me. So finally I started doing it. And, and I was like, you know, okay, we were, we were jokingly called it, you know, operation superhero, you know, we're doing superhero training and, you know, get to the Wolverine. You want to look like, you know, who Jackman, like, or, or, Captain America like that's the look you want right and and it was funny like he had sent me one a motivational video which was kind of fun to watch you know I was like this good I think I forged you one I'm like yeah that's kind of cool one was Schwarzenegger Arnold Schwarzenegger and it was like six rules to success and let me see if I can I got the rules right here I gotta I gotta I gotta sort of read them to you here let's see hold on one second um and essentially one of the things that he says is that you have to, you have to ignore the naysayers. You have to go after something that everybody's going to say that's impossible. You can't do that, you know? And I kind of stuck in my head, like, you know, you go after something that's, that, that people are going to, basically they're going to, they're, they're going to almost laugh at you. Like, that's ridiculous. It's just, that's not possible. Right. And I was kind of, I kind of got, kind of got in the back of my head and I was thinking a little bit and then, uh, I was thinking about, you know, getting fit. And I'm like, all right, I can, I, I know I can lose some weight and, and I know I, I lose a lot of weight and I know I can get myself fit. And I started thinking about the two things that I'd always wanted to do. And I'd been taught, I'd meant talked about this once or to- twice at the gym with people when we get in conversations about stuff. And, and I'd say, you know, the two things that I always said I was going to do as an athlete, one was I was going to bench press 315 pounds, which is three of those 45 plates, which is like the mark of like being a super strong guy. Not many guys in the gym can do three, can bench press 350 pounds. That's like, you're an odds. 315. Yeah, usually a big, you're not only like a muscular, but you're a big guy. And I always thought like being able to do that would be quite uh, something to attain. And the other thing which I've been saying, I've been telling my friends I was going to do since I was in high school is dunk a basketball. I was like, <laughs> I am going to dunk a basketball, right? <laughs> and... That is really hard to do if you're under like six three, six four. If you're six three, six four. What does it actually mean? Grab a basketball and throw it, go over the rim and throw it down. Ten oh. feet in the air. So you jump you jump about ten hundred and you'd have to get about hundred and twenty eight inches in the air with tip of your toe. But that but white men can't jump, can they? 
Uh, some can, no. but not, <laughs> Just, well, okay, well, that was my joke. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I'm 5'10". You right. do not, first of all, you don't see a lot of six footers throwing it down. And I yeah. mean, I don't mean a lot of people like average population. I mean, you don't see a lot of athletic basketball players do it. You go to the gym and I play with a lot of guys and you almost never see some guy who's six foot dunking. If you do, everyone stands back and like, holy crap. Now, you see a guy who's five foot ten throw it down. It's like you remember that for years. Like, there's this guy I saw who's five foot ten and dunked. I was insane, right? So, for me to dunk, it would be somewhat insane. That would be just like, so me saying it, I'm sure there's guys, guys listening to the show or girls who, who are, who are athletes and know about how hard, how, what an expression of extreme athleticism dunking a basketball is if you're not tall. And so they're thinking, there's no way, dude, there's no way you're going to dunk a basketball. So I went and so I started, I was just thinking about it. I I was reading this article uh, years ago about Karch Karai, who was, uh, he's like the greatest volleyball player of all time. Have you heard of him? Have you heard of him? No, I have not. He won a gold medal with the U.S. team in uh, Olympic volleyball and he dominated. He also won one in beach volleyball and dominated the circuit for years. Well, when he was 44, the, he was approached by this guy who ran, who runs this place called Plyo City. Uh, Plyo for plyometrics. Plyometrics is like jumping and bounding stuff to supposedly increase your ability to, to jump and sprint. And so a lot of that sometimes you use for track athletes and occasionally basketball and other things. And he said, listen, I, you know, and Karch Karaz is guys who have already had an insane vertical jump. He's six, one, six, two, and he's a volleyball player and world-class volleyball player, right? Or the best volleyball player of all time. Well, after in one season, he increased the guy's vertical like three or four inches at 44. So I'm thinking, and, and the thing about increasing your vertical jump, it's not like weightlifting. If I said, you know, I'm going to add a hundred pounds to my, bench press or i'm gonna put on 30 pounds of muscle you're like well that's really really hard just like losing 40 or 50 pounds or maybe losing like it's probably equivalent to losing like 70 pounds of fat but it's doable people have done that right but you like you haven't seen someone go well i'm going to add five inches to my vertical or eight inches to my vertical jump it just sounds like it's like i'm going to grow three inches next week you know it's like it just seems but is it in any way odds like being able to bench 315, is that in any way at odds with, the, you know, being sprightly and jumping really high? A tiny bit, but you don't have to be sprightly. Right. You, you need to be lean. Yeah. But um, you don't have, if you, when you're doing the kind of lifting that I'm doing, which is for strength, not for hypertrophy, which is when you just add on lots of bulk, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily, so guys who are like power lifters and Olympic lifters, really, really strong muscle, but they don't have as much bulk. Where bodybuilders have tons of bulk. I mean, they're still way stronger than the normal person, but they're yeah. not nearly as strong as like the power lifters. Okay. And who are building for strength. So you don't, when you do lift for strength, when you do low repetitions, you, um, you don't get that hypertrophy. So you don't pack on as much muscle, but your muscles become really, really strong, which is what I'm trying to do. I don't want to yeah. be like all bulked up. So then it can work because if you do the same thing with your legs, get really strong legs, then you could like snap the jump and go the extra five inches or whatever. Yeah, so it was interesting. So I so I, so I started researching on the web. After I read that part about Karch Karai and the Plyo City, I'm like, no, I guess this stuff is legit. Because I've been thinking about this high school and you read it and there's a lot of gimmicky stuff around for years and years and they didn't work and you'd hear people talk about, oh, I tried to do this and this and people may have increased a vertical one or two inches here or there, but it was kind of like hearsay and just people talking crap at the gym. You know, you don't know if it's really true or not. And, and then I went, I started watching a couple of these 
uh, re- reading up a couple of these like training programs, and there's still a couple out there that I think are kind of gimmicky, but there's few out there that are that are right on the money, which they focus on building a lot of strength and power in your, in your their squat and your deadlift with your thighs, with your legs and your glutes and plyometrics, like a combination. And I found this one guy, it was a blog, and well, it was a couple of, of these people I found. One guy was 39. He's like, I want to dunk before I'm 40. The guy's 5'11". He's already pretty lean. He was like 175 pounds, 172 pounds. And sure enough, he went to the 12-week program, and sure enough, he was dunking it. He added eight inches. Or set, he had about seven inches, six or seven inches, and then he kind of kept on. He was kind of half-assed, and he would do it, and then he'd kind of like skip a few days. And, he, you know, it wasn't like it was the most compliant. It wasn't like the most aggressive, but he did a decent job, and he, he blogged it. And it would show videos of him and stuff, and it showed like his first day trying to jump up, and he was like two or three inches short of the rim. And I swear to God, this one, and his elbow was almost really, you're just like, oh, my God. So he got his elbow up 40, to the rim. Well, maybe not quite his elbow, maybe like, maybe like two-thirds away towards his elbow from his wrist. He's like... Two thirds, and he says, "Coming on this dunk." It, I mean, I'll show you after the show. It was unbelievable. Forty-two. So he did it. So it took him a couple of years to. to well, get- he got most of it in the first twelve months, but he like stopped doing it for six months, and he kind of then he came back and he trained for a month. You know, it's kind of like weightlifting. Some people like what they'll do is they'll like I want to get strong, and they and they really are serious for a few months or four months, and they put on a lot of muscle, and then they kind of like start playing basketball or whatever the sport that they really get into, and then they start losing some of it, and they're like, ah, I think I want to get back and start lifting again, and then they and they get back a lot faster, and they add a little bit more, and then they fall out. It was just exactly like that. Yeah. And then there was another one. This kid. 510 uh kid he's like and he was kind of dorky like he was kind of a little <laughs> dorky i mean he was athletic but he was a little dorky right he wasn't like <laughs> he, like this guy is obviously like an amazing athlete like he he was kind of in that range and he's he could you know again like he couldn't quite he could barely touch the rim he was like probably 21 or whatever you may barely, he could actually could jump up and kind of just barely grab the rim with a couple of his fingertips and i swear to god Later, he and this other guy are doing these slam dunk comp- uh, uh, sessions. They're just like, boom, boom, just like double. I'm like, oh my god! That he, must be funny when they go that go down the gym and everyone's looking at them. And they're like, that's not possible. It is something out of a movie. It is so shocking. The people and you see the people looking at them. They're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it is so <laughs> crazy. Um, and uh, you just never see it. And and. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. I am going to do this. This is an absolutely, this is what we call the audacious goal. And then, it, but as a result of going after an audacious goal, now I'm inspired. Now I'm like can super we, fired up. Can we video both of those and put them yeah, on the yeah, site? Yeah. I actually did a video and I'll link to the show. It's horrible, my jump. I went in, I, I told this guy like, hey man, like I know this is going to be pathetic, but I'm going to like try and see how I can jump because it's an initial condition. And how close did you get? And, uh, not very. I'm like I'm about six inches below the rim, and the guy and the kid the kid was there. He goes, "Oh yeah, I heard. Oh yeah, yeah, you're the guy I heard his Achilles. I heard you talking about that." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of coming back. I've been in, out with Achilles injuries for the yeah, because you've years. also had injuries. I've had Achilles tendonitis in both. So I have two major problems. I've had Achilles tendonitis for the last five six years, on, which is sort of related to or resulted from in part from plantar fasciitis, which is the tendon on the bottom of my foot. So I really haven't been able to jump or explode for years. In fact, I, when I play basketball, I tend not to try and jump very high. Huh. And I'm also 200 pounds. So when I did this, I'm like, you know, weighing at 198. So you're talking about a 200-pound guy who has Achilles, who's 43, and 
you know, that's what you got what you about you expect. Like, okay, he's kind of athletic, but all that in in consideration, you know, he gets. I got like the, I got. There's a plate that holds the that the that the that the uh, rim is attached to that goes down about six inches, and I could get the bottom of that off of like a one footed jump. I just take one step, and I was touching. And I was like, oh my god, this is so pathetic. And were you really trying? Oh yeah, I was warmed up. I'm like, well, this has got to be an honest like go, right? So step one is I need to drop uh, 30. Oh, I need to drop. Let's see. So where am I? I need to get down to about 30. I need to drop about 30 pounds or no, not 20. I need to get to lower 70s. I need to get about 172 to 175, 175 tops, 170 to 175. I need to get 10% or lower. Uh, I was reading because one of two of these um, programs, one of us called the vertical jump Bible. And it's despite the name, the guy is. He is like the master. Like yeah. he has been training people for years and years and years. And I just I read through all his material on plyometrics and strength training and all the different things. I'm like, my God, this is like and I know a fair amount about that stuff because I've researched it over the years and read studies. I'm like, this guy, this is like the most knowledgeable person in this by far. <laughs> and but then there's this other guy called Jump Science. Or his program is called Jump Science, and he's another trainer, and it shows a bunch of videos of guys that he's been training, and again, they're all you know, jumping high. And he's done a lot of, doing a lot of the same stuff. A lot of stretches, a lot of strength training, a lot of strength training, a lot of plyometrics and doing it in the right combination, not overtraining. And sure enough, you know, but the big thing that these guys have over me is they're not 25% body fat. They're down to 10% or not. Yeah. They're yeah. lean, you know, kind of college age, early 20s. They look like college age basketball player type kids, you know. So they have that going for them. So I'm like, all right, step one. Well, I have three things I'm going to do before I really embark on the program. One, I'm just going to drop weight. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get down. I'm going to get. I'm not going to start until I at least get down to 180. So 16 pounds to go. Otherwise, it's just because I get dropped 16 pounds, that'll probably give me two, three inches right there. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is I'm going to really work on my Achilles. Um, what, what could you? What can you do? Strength. To- I'm doing strengthening and stretching exercises. Mm-hmm. I've last two weeks I've been playing basketball and soccer. Guess what? No problems. Huh. It's been again. It's it's about so it's they're about ninety percent. So it's been like being diligent about doing lots of strengthening and stretching exercises. And I'm just like, you know what? If I get my battle hard my Achilles, get really limber, like stretch two or three times. I like really like go through stretch, not just sit there and stretch for two minutes. Like really go do it and two or three times a day. Really, just like you can make yourself stronger, you can make yourself more flexible if you do it consistently mm. every day and work on it. And so those three things, then I'll be ready to start. And, oh, and then I'm meanwhile, I'm obviously doing squats. Mm-hmm. So because one thing they were saying is like, if you can't squat at least 1.5 times your body weight, you just need to do that for right now. Like you're not even in the ballpark. And I see. So squatting 1.5 times your body weight, that's what that's what's going to give you the snap for the lift. Yeah, because it's like, it's you because, need. you know, it's you that you're lifting, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like you're so there's two parts is the strength. And then there's what they call the ability to utilize the strength, which is kind of the ability to translate it to explosiveness, which is something yeah. the plyos help with a lot. But if you don't have the baseline strength, it's just not going to happen. Hmm. And so I and I've been and I've just been to squatting last week. I did two two days of it. What can you squat right now? I did a set of five of one ninety five, which means my max is like maybe two fifteen. Or right. something, and they, and it's funny. I found on this one guy's site the vertical jump calculator, and it shows like your weight and your squat and how much your vertical would be. 
I was like, yep, all right, maybe 17, 18 <laughs> inches or something like that. Something in that range, 19 inches. I was like, but if I get down to 175, uh, even without increasing any strength, I would up be up to like a 21, 22, which is like where these guys were starting. And I'm like, and if I, and if I, if I dramatically increase my squat and I get that up to like 315 over the next six months, then, uh, all bets are off. I could actually do something. I mean, I don't think it's probably ever happened that you've had someone who's been as out of shape as I have with Achilles injuries. I'll be 44 years old to go from like six inches below the rim to dunk. If I can pull that off, that'll be the biggest holy shit. I know if people would have bet everything they own that that's not possible. Even my friends would be like, they're like, yeah, Jay, like sounds cool. I'll, I'll bet you whatever you want to bet. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So I'm like, you know what? But because it's so audacious, it's, it just sounds and all every audacious goal is going to sound absolutely crazy. The person saying it has is almost loses credibility by saying it. <laughs> but by saying it and committing to it, you're inspired. You are then on a vision quest, right? Yeah. And one last thing I'll say as is so now another thing. I, oh, so because the one of the reasons I was thinking the two things that I always wanted to do. You know, I said the bench, benching and the dunking like that. I will been be not only will I be back to the level of the 20s, I will have been the athlete that I wanted to attain, mm. that I dreamed of attaining even at my very best when I was in college. I will have surpassed the best athlete that I was in my most fit moment by a huge margin. That's which would be cool. interesting. So it was funny because remember Sarah Lynn was she said to me, she's like, yeah, you know, 40s is the new 30s. So, you know, you get yourself in shape and, you know, and I'm like. Screw that. 40s is the new 20s. I'm going to get my, my birthday present to my 44th birthday is, is I'm going to be 24 physically. <laughs> that's my that's That's my goal. I'm going to give myself 20 years. Great. It's almost like a movie. I mean, like if you can imagine like all of a sudden, like there was something you could drink or some pill you could take or some kind of deal with the devil. And all of a sudden you're like, instead of like overweight and have all these. It's like one of those issues. freaky Friday type of movies where they swap the swap personalities or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, this is unbelievable. So oh, that's great. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to Achilles. I'm going to this, this medical group that specializes in Achilles on Friday. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have them take a look at my Achilles. Is there, and because I have to need to get into inserts for my plantar fasciitis. And I'm going to have them look at it and see, because I want to know what does the world-class state of the art have to say about my Achilles? Do you have, um, I, I've been having this real issue with my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Do you have anyone like that I could go and yeah. see uh, about that? Yeah, there's a, there's a guy. He's there's um, it's a chiropractor, and they do a lot of soft tissue stuff. And I would oh. give them a look. I would give them. Give yeah, some, I want to because check. they, they kind of also combine physical therapy. So he'll give you some exercises because because it's, it's been making like the you know exercising difficult. Just the, the pain of it. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what happens is is uh, sometimes if you get warmed up, it'll start away. Like I, I have a little bit of shoulder issue. I'm still rehabbing. Yeah. But after a couple of warm up sets, I can like bench press and all that kind of stuff. So you just kind of have to push through it a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't have too much to report on the fitness front. I started a week ago, but what I will say is I've been doing the um, the high intensity cardio stuff. Yeah, the hit training, and I've been doing that now for I guess a little over a week. So how many times do you wake? Um, I well, every other day basically. Um, but I've done it, what, six times now, maybe mm-hmm. in total. And today I did it this morning and it's just, it's amazing how different, like I am even just after doing it six times. Really? Like when I do it, um, before when I was doing it, like it was really difficult to, to, to do it. <laughs> I was like massively out of breath. Um, it, 
I couldn't get up to like the full, you know, to, to kind of go very fast. But when I do it now, it's, it's almost like kind of child's play in a sense, because I, I, I guess I just have to like raise the resistance or whatever, because I'm doing it and I'm going very, I'm going like kind of like a machine gun speed fast. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going da, 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 like that really right. fast. So, um, and it's also, it looks extremely strange because the gym, there's only like, you know, maybe one old guy sitting down on a bench, like he's just finished working out and I'm just like going really slowly. And then all of a sudden, super fast for 20 seconds and he's looking up at me what's going on there <laughs> yeah you know that's the issue you gotta not worry about nobody cares and then but they realize yeah they realize one thing yeah. you realize nobody gives a damn but it it uh yeah i definitely feel that i have i've improved in that i haven't been doing weights every other day and i'm because i i just haven't but i'm actually going to start tomorrow um there was a program that you sent me the the, the 15 minute dumbbell, dumbbell one thing. yeah so i think that's one, a good start one thing phil said to me is like don't try and compete with Jason in any way whatsoever about athleticism because you're just going to be like, it's going to be really painful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just because I go over the top or what? Right. Yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the key is, is like dream big, but start small. And even when I started on the six weeks ago, I was just like, well, if I can get down to 185, mm. that was my goal. I want to drop yeah. 20 pounds, which is a lot. No, that's a lot. And really I'm just now, me to get to 220. All, of, all you need to focus on is you need to focus on that next five pound increment. All I'm focusing on is getting 195 in the next few days. And then it's going to be shooting for 190. I'm going to knock 190 out. Because Phil just emailed, he, he just broke 180. He's down to 179. So I want to tell you a funny story. Another thing Phil said, he, he was talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing that he forwarded you. And yeah. he said, one of the things Arnold Schwarzenegger does is, you know, he has a, a picture next to his bed of someone to look at. You know, that's the, the person who he's kind of emulating trying to be. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. So, um, and Phil says, you know, he has, you know, Hugh Jackman there. Like, so it's Wolverine. Yeah, well, Wolverine. I sent him that picture. I was like, he, it, was, it was Hugh Jackman doing a deadlift of like 400 pounds with his trainer. Like, he was really working out with heavyweights. And I sent him that and he was like, yeah, I got to, I'm saving this. So thing. Hugh Jackman. So I was, you know, I was thinking like that. I was thinking about that since he said that. And I was like, wow, you know, who would I, who would I put up there? Like, who, what are you would, shooting for? who would I really want to be? And, you know, I thought, you know what? I really want to be Elon Musk. I really want to be like Elon Musk. <laughs> so, so I said, I said to Georgie, I said, you know what? Phil was telling me this thing and he's put up this picture of Wolverine, but I, I really want to be like Elon Musk. So I'm going to put up this picture of Elon Musk. <laughs> she says, no, Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. She says, Wolverine, not Elon Musk. Put Wolverine up there. That's right. And I'm like, no, no, but I, I, come on, seriously, I really want to be like Elon Musk. And she's like, no, Wolverine. She's I'm like, like she's want. She's like, I'm putting the order in. I want Wolverine. I get damn Elon Musk. That was guy. just funny. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, the the key is the key that I'm discovering for myself is that you have a goal that's kind of reasonable, mm -hmm. and you know, and you know, it doesn't sound crazy. And then once you start picking up momentum, all of a sudden you start rationing up a little bit. But right now, don't ratchet it up. Just go okay. Just get some momentum. Get that habit going. And and say right now you're you're what at one you're at two twenty seven two twenty eight uh two no two thirty one I am right now oh so you were heavier than you thought yeah yeah okay so you well I went up after Mexico oh did you put on that much weight just way to Mexico I did yeah apparently so your first goal is just breaking two thirty right that's a big and then you two twenty and then after that you'd be like all right now I'm gonna go take out two twenty five oh the other thing I was I found the um one thing I was I was thinking about because Phil's gonna come out here out here after in Octo in October. And he wants to, you know, like we're going to train together and get serious, come up with a whole new set of, you know, what are the, our net, next benchmarks? And, uh, you know, superhero training. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I found a gym 
three blocks from my house that has the power lifting racks and like the area for the plow metrics and the everything is perfect. It is great gym. So once you get yourself, you know, a little more fit, you know, I don't know if it's if it's November or maybe in the new year, and you're like, okay, guys, I actually want. Well, I could I could come to the gym with you guys. You can come. It's it's breakthrough fitness is really really nice. I mean, it's like you know, wow. nice locker. It's like most places. It's like it's it's kind of just it, because it's expensive. Hollywood is there. Unlike LA Fitness, is like you can't get on the damn bench because there's so many people hovering around it. Because yeah, I pay thirty dollars a year. This place it's a hundred dollars a month. Okay. So it's like you know, you have space. It's really nice. So you know, once you're like, once you kind of go a few rounds and you've gotten yourself kind of fit you're like okay i'm kind of over the dumbbell stuff i'm kind of you know i don't know maybe you're down by the time you're down to 215 or 210 and you're like i want to get more serious or maybe a little maybe after that then yeah 210 yeah you know something like that yeah i i mean that'd be great i mean i don't like i don't like i said i don't think of myself that way but you don't I, have to think of everything myself great. is too is, is under 230 that's yeah. the first thing <laughs> don't worry about anything else everything else is just a distraction yeah, so cool. Well, um all right, that's the um the fitness segment. Yeah, let me um, 37 minutes. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, like, well, so here's the thing. It's it When just, you have the madness about something, you have the madness. You can't exactly not yeah. have the madness about it. Well, you know, the thing about the fitness stuff, it's it's not just about like lifting weight or diet. I mean, this is like life-changing. This is how you get control of something and you and you accomplish in a huge goal. Mm. You know, I mean, this stuff is applicable to anything you do in life. And, you know, most of us, probably most people in the show are kind of out of shape. Some people are really out of shape. And they're just thinking, yeah, you know, <laughs> I've been kind of thinking about working out too. Maybe I should do something, you know. And, um, but it's even if, even aside from that, like, I don't know, these are lessons that I'm trying to apply in other aspects, which is just. Are you still just doing hit for the aerobics? Well, I play soccer on Wednesday nights and I play basketball on um, Sunday nights, yeah. which is kind of like doing hit for like an hour. Mm. Um, maybe not quite as intense, but it's it's exhausting and it's it's anaerobic and you, yeah. So I am going to try and do hit at least one other time. I can't do it probably more than that, more than two times because I'm just going to be, I'm going to overtrain. And I, I overtrained a week and a half ago where it took like five days for my legs to recover because I was doing hit and squats and my legs just, they just, I mean, I literally felt like I had Charlie horses for four or five days. Right, okay. And I'm like, okay, I need to, I mean, I, that's one of the problems I have is I get a little crazy. And, <laughs> and it's like, you need to, you need to train hard, but then you have to recover. The problem with some people is they don't train that hard and then they think they'll have to recover, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But if you, if you do really put in the hard training, then it's like, okay, let your body, you know, your, give your body a break. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so this is, you know, I, and the last thing I'll say about it and we'll move on is I just decided, you know, the whole idea of like, I'm going to give myself my birthday present. I'm giving myself the 20, my twenties back is like, I'm trying to fix every problem I have. Achilles, uh, acid reflux, heartburn, sciatica, um, uh, you know, the, uh, what else? Let's see. So I have, I have I plantar fasciitis. I mean, like everything that I've been suffering from that I've been like, I've been attributing to being, you know being older, being in the forties, I'm realizing actually if you do the research and you do the work, you can, I can solve all of those things. Yeah. You can reverse it. Which is kind of amazing actually. So that's Jason 2.0. Okay. That's the, uh, Jason 2.0. I guess that's the, that's the, uh, possible title. 
All right, let me look. I have to my I I, I got my notes here. I, I kind of... So just to quickly say about the um, texting summit, um, which st- it's still undecided um, between twelve and eighteen, uh, the, the the week of the twelfth, uh, the weekend of the eighteenth. So if you are coming, please get your order in this week. Sign up this week and just make a a, a decision. Let us know, and um, by next show we will definitely decide. We will have definitely been decided um, because obviously people want to book tickets and things like that. Right. Um, so it's textinglive.com forward slash summit. That's right. where you should go. And looking forward to seeing you there. Jason's just looking through his iPad. Oh, for an interesting story. To yeah, I was on. just, uh, and I, I, I had forgot to save my notes. Um, but here, here's the thing. One of the things that I'm doing, like I was getting, I'm having a lower back problems. So oh, right. I went and got a new chair to get delivered today. Hmm. So oh, like what a, kind? An air one? What, 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 what? I don't like those as much. I don't yeah. find those comfortable. I like the bigger office chairs. Yeah. The big comfy ones that have like lumbar support and everything. Mm, okay, cool. So I got one of those. Um, um, I suppose uh, d- with Disco, I could give you a little update on that. Yeah, let's hear it. So um, we have launched our kind of landing page. Um, I showed that to you, didn't I? Yeah, like gorgeous. It was gorgeous. It's, I'm it's, really impressed, dude. Really impressed. I mean, I've seen other stuff you've done. You did a couple versions of Plugio and you did this and that. And they were all pretty good at different levels but this is this is i mean this is first class yeah design. it's the next level isn't it yeah, oh, yeah so completely so go to uh trydisco.com and uh you can have a look at some of the stuff we're doing there did you did you check out the little demo widget widget do you think yeah, yeah. It did. Yep. it's kind of mm-hmm. slick right it is it's very yeah. slick really so, nice job man yeah i'm really thanks. excited so when are you going to launch um well i think we're going to we're going to have it on copy hackers uh, so it's still We've got we've got this kind of scenario where you can create this money saving widget <laughs> to dish out coupons, um, but I don't have all of the stats stuff. It, it is actually logging the stats. So w- copy hackers are going to put the widget on their site. Uh, Lance and Joan will put the, put the widget on their site, and we'll run it there probably for a week, and it'll be tracking stats and logging it all and pushing it back to the server. And so that will give me some good data. But I, I don't even need data. I mean, at the end at the end of the day, the the heavy lifting is done on the project. Like there's now like three pages of just kind of getting it plugging in html to data so that's really where it's at then we're going to go i think probably by the end of by next monday maybe going out to alpha testers and then fantastic and then maybe the monday after depending on the issues going live so I'm kind of excited. You um, should be. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. I, you know, and I love the name. I remember you threw a bunch of names at me. Yeah. And it was like 20, 10 or 20 names. And I was like, Disco, you were unsure about it. And I'm like, that's it. Uh, there's no question that Disco's the name. Yeah. And then they're, and they and they came back and you're like, well, Joanna, I like, doesn't matter. I'm telling you, Disco is the name. It's absolutely the best name. It's great. It's fun. It's whimsical. It's easy to say. It's easy to spell. It has a relationship to discount. It's perfect. Perfect name. So the, well, I guess there's one interesting story about it, which is the uh, like the split of it. Mm-hmm. So when when I first spoke to Lance and Joanna about it, you know, I, I guess they had thought of themselves as like one entity, like the Lance and Joanna family and the Justin family, and they they were like, you know, we we don't want to like have less than fifty percent of this, like. So I'll tell you what, you know, we're, we're, like we'll do something in the range of like the forty to the four, you know, to to like just something less than fifty. So. Um, we kind of agreed in that very first discussion, you know, 40%, which, okay. I, which I thought was like, wow, 40%, that's awesome, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, I thought that's kind of weird, but, uh, you know, 40% is kind of cool. So I, I had sent them an email, so just to clarify, 40%. So Lance sent an email back, he's like, oh, okay, okay, 45. 
So it's like, that's really strange because to me, that just feels kind of weird. Like mm -hmm. that, like I think Lance and Joanna are both kind of equal people. They should mm -hmm. probably be 30, you know, we should all be 33.3. Anyway, as it turned out, like no, I just left it or whatever. There was some discussion. They were talking with some people who, uh, were interested, um, just, just, just talking with friends and stuff. And so then, then it came up that like, you know, they had like 20, 27 and a half percent each and I had 45%, which is kind of weird. Cause like, you know, it, it's their idea and they created it. So anyway, we discussed it and I was just like, you know what, just, let's just do 33.3% each. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting. Um, it kind of goes back to the advice that, was it your dad who said it? Like if anyone has a deal that they're too happy with, it's not a good deal. Yeah, because the other person will eventually feel like it's a yeah. bad deal. Yeah. They take advantage of it and they become a little soured on it and yeah. they stop performing. Yeah. So it's usually you want to make a fair deal. I think it's a, in this scenario, it's a fair Why, deal. Why did like, you already talk about that? You change change it? Yeah, I just yeah, just change it. We we had we had a discussion. They were you know uh, and they they were just talking about something else. And this it, he Lance didn't say, oh, I'm upset with the percentage, but it, it just made me think. You know what? It is weird. Like. Let's just do it. Let's just split it equally. Like. Well, I think it's smart of you because that percentage isn't going to make that much. That isn't going to make that big of a difference. You have thirty three percent, which is a big, big chunk. Right, right. And yeah. you want each of them to be feeling like they need to be doing and pushing as hard as you're pushing. Mm. If they're feeling like, well, Justin owns more of it than I do, and it really is his thing, and but I'll kind of, you know, what it's I mean? just a bizarre concept to think that I owned that much. You know, so that's kind of like well, when something just feels wrong and, you know, you're like, you change it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when I started, when I did my first startup and um, I had the idea and I raised some money and I brought Phil in, I didn't make myself the big boss and him the little boss. I'm the yeah. big partner. I, I have, you know, you know, I said, look, we're equal. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, even though I'd done a few, I don't know, a couple months, a few months of part-time work maybe. And I had raised the money and I could, he, he would have been fine. He probably would have been like, oh, whatever, let's go to California and do this thing. But I wanted him to sweat it with me. It's not Jason's yeah. thing. It's not Jason's idea. It's it's our idea. It's our thing. And See, it made all the difference. He he and he sweated it as hard as I did. Sometimes mm. a lot harder. Yeah, I think equal is the way to go. I just think it just makes more sense. And um, yeah, I mean, I, like it's funny. Like they really haven't done very much, you know a huge amount on it. Like you know, it's it's all been my work up yeah, front. Yeah, because that's right. You know, so I've idea. got all the work, the hard work up the front end. So it's kind of like. If you're looking at it from that perspective, oh, maybe he does deserve a little bit more. But then, when you when you think of it over the next year, like it's going to be a lot of their work. Over right? the next, think of the next three years, yeah, four like, years, because they're going to be pushing and testing and dealing yeah. with customers and all that kind of stuff. And then they're going to email you, hey, Justin, can you add this, this, and feature? You're like, sure, mm -hmm. and it won't be that big a deal. Where they're going to spend all the time doing that. I mean, and they're going to be motivated, motivated and incentivized to do that, and they're going to feel good about doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah, they're not going to be like, ah, oh, we do, I do so much more work than. Justin, he owns more, mm. you know. That, you that know. would be, yeah. And sometimes that stuff can ha can creep in it, like a little virus, you know, just kind of very subtly. And then it kind of affects your thinking a little bit. It just, and you just, it's just an infection. It's like, you don't want, you don't want to do that. I think that's smart. And I think why Combinator does that, where they say, like, if you have two founders, the founders, if you're not equal, we want to know why, because we think it's usually a very bad idea. Yeah. yeah. You, just because you've been working on it for six months before it, in the end, when you take it over the length of time, that that time doesn't make a big doesn't make it much of a difference. We we like people who go on as equal partners. Yeah, so that's the disco uh, report, and uh, that's what, cool. What you back got? to me? Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> More on fitness. No, okay. Um, uh, well, you know the other thing 
that I got the madness, but I got the double madness. Uh oh. Ah, uh, yeah, the double madness. So you, you remember I was saying that I wanted to hire somebody to teach me electrical engineering. Oh yeah, yeah. So I found this one guy out the web, this place called Wiseant, and he is a he has a PhD in electrical engineering um, from UCLA. He works over at NASA at JPL. He's Italian. Italian, yeah. And um, he is uh, really, really bright. A young guy, too. He's like only 30. So he's... Um, um, but, but, you know, what's funny is... I mean, he's a really cool guy. He's like, I would just hang out with him anyway. You know, so it makes the sessions really kind of fun, you know. Um, and so we've done four... No, we've done we've done four sessions. The first one, was free, yeah, because the first one was free, so I've paid it. And so I've, we'll be doing the next, the fourth full learning session tomorrow night. So we we do one on Tuesday nights from seven thirty to nine thirty, and then we do the other one either on a Friday morning early, um, like at eight thirty, or on a Saturday or Sunday because he he gets off every other Friday. They get they get like the way their work days work because it's government. They only work they only work so many hours, but they work like 10 hour days. Do they right? always do the first one free? Is that Wisant or is that no, that's it's just, just him? He just, you know, um he um turns out he can't even use Wisant anyway because he can't get 1099s if you're a government employee. So this is just, you know, between the two of us, you know. It's clever of him to do to use the the, the kind of drug pushing tactic, give you a sample for free. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's kind of like and, and it worked because there're two yeah. other guys I was thinking about but he um he was also less expensive, so I was like, well, you know, I mean, I might as well try to see if the less expensive yeah, one is. Yeah. But he it wasn't that he was any. I mean, just because you select some arbitrary amount, whether it's thirty dollars an hour or one hundred and fifty dollars an hour, I mean, doesn't necessarily mean you're better or worse. Mm-hmm. It just made me feel like for him, it's like you know, I don't really care about the money so much. He's like, I enjoy doing it and uh, keeps my head on this stuff, and it's always good to review the basics. Are you still thinking uh, this a six month timeline to be able to do something? Yeah, I, you know, probably we'll be probably will do stuff sooner than that because making we're, we're making rapid progress. Oh, great! Um, but yeah, six to nine months that should be really. I mean, from his perspective, he's like, I should you should be able to do some a lot of. Is stuff. the math harder than you're expecting, or? Yeah. So what was interesting is, so he really was. So he's teaching me off his notes for his graduate level class in electrical engineering. Which and a lot of times when these take graduate level classes, they co- they cover this the basic material over again, just like you took in your undergraduate, but it's done at a much higher level and it's much faster and deeper. Um, so, you know, um, I'm looking at his notes. I was teaching. I'm like, Jesus, like there's a lot of a lot of sort of advanced math on there, a lot of physics. And uh, he was breaking that stuff out at first. He's like, look, don't don't worry about this. But this is Faraday's law of induction, and we have line integral, blah blah blah. And I'm like looking at, it, I'm like. He's like, well, this is just a dot product, and this is that. And I'm like, I don't remember dot and vector products. I remember, I mean, I, T8, I graded for the vector calculus class, for crying out loud, but that was 20 years ago. Are you wanting to understand it, each component in detail, or are you going to, like, let yourself kind of gloss over something and come back to it? Well, that's interesting. So he was like, don't worry about this. I'm just using these equations to give you sort of an intuitive sense. But I'm like, I'm... I'm frustrated that I'm looking at these math equations, and I don't really understand what the notation means. Yeah, I, would. I don't really get it and i'm just kind of like i don't know man um and so i went home and i went through uh, i looked online for a bunch of stuff and i went through some of my old textbooks and i was spent not this weekend but the weekend before a good part of saturday and sunday teaching myself 
basic vector math again, then sort of vector stuff, like vector calculus stuff like div and gra- uh, gradient and div and curl and line integrals and, you know, blowing through all that stuff. And then I brought back, I sent him an email. I'm like, do I need to be doing all this stuff? And he's like, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa. You're doing too much. I don't worry about that. You know, he's like, well, it's good that you did it. And he's, I mean, that'll come in, that could come in useful later. But I feel the same way. Like, I mean, I, I think it kind of equates to programming. Like, I, I hate it when I don't understand the lower level stuff. Like, just it's, I just hate working on something and like just relying on a black box, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of want to understand the black box a little bit. Yeah. And you feel, I, I kind of didn't want to be, I didn't want to puss out. Like, he's like showing me stuff and I'm just kind of like, well, first I, I, I was, I wasn't clear whether I should know that or not. And so I, so I started doing it and it was hard. It was frustrating. And I was like, oh, but I was like, I don't want to puss out. Like, this is like, you know, karate kid, wax on, wax off. Like, I don't do the wax on. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. Like, cause, cause you, you know, from his perspective, it's not that much money. And so if I'm not a really diligent, aggressive student for him, he's just going to be like, yeah, this is a waste of time. Jason's a joke. I mean, he's like, he says he wants to do this stuff, but he won't do anything. And, you know, he doesn't do the homework. I mean, right. He, he'd just be like, it just it would be irritating. It's just not fun. And so, but what is fun for somebody who's an instructor or a coach or a physical or, you know, personal trainer is if the person you're training or teaching is really aggressively going after it and accelerating quickly, it's like, wow, this is awesome. And so I want to make it a positive experience for him. So he's, so he wants to continue. So I'm like, I better tear this up. And so, um, you know, I, you know, he's been giving me homework problems to work on. So, you know, I have these like resistor networks and solving for those. And now I got a bunch of, you know, Millman's, Millman's theorem problems and whatever. So um, now it's more algebra than calculus, than the vector calculus, because that was just more to, the, for, to cover the underlying physics that the electroengineering theory is built on. Mm. Um, but once you understand, well, this is well, how electricity works, this is how magnetism works, these are, you know, uh, electrom- How many sessions fields. have you had now? Like I said, uh, we had three. Four total. So, three, the initial free one and three. So, so if, you could, if you could encapsulate it, what have you learned that, that like, us laymen could, could understand? Learn the underlying, um, some of the underlying physics of electromagnetic fields. Yep. Um, you know, things about, like, uh, superposition principle of sine waves and phase and things like that. And then we've been working on uh, things like um, uh, Kirchhoff's law, laws, Ohm's law, Ohm's law and Kirchhoff's law, now Milman's law. So it's basically looking at a network of different components. So you have voltages and you have resistors and you're in parallel or they're in series. What happens? Or you have a capacitor and you kind of like, you kind of have to look at these things and there are ways of breaking it down and going, okay, so we look at this first, we break this down. What does this equate to okay now let's de- now let's kind of build it out do you need the math to like i mean let's say i mean for example the kit that colby has you know it has like some capacitors and some resistors i mean you can plug those things together and make stuff yeah but you don't know shit you don't that's, know that's why i can't stand all of the arduino raspberry Pi. oh i did this i did this but you don't know what the hell you're doing i mean you're like, if people were just hobbyists and they just like, you know, making the garage door open and close on its own when someone rings a doorbell or they have waters their plants when, you know, if they're, I mean, you know, and they don't really have to understand how circuits, like, I get that. Yeah. I understand that and that's fine. For me, it's fake. You don't really know what's going on. 
you couldn't really. It's like say, it's well, like that may not have been your intention. You know what it's like. You, you know what it's like. It's I was thinking about it today. Playing with Arduino stuff is like getting WordPress blog and putting in plugins, right? As opposed to writing code from scratch. I kept telling. I was telling him. I was look. You tell me, Jason. I want a mobile app, or I want a desk. I want a. I want a server at server program, or a web. I want anything. I want to do all these. Does all these things, and I could just sketch my hand and go. Yeah, I can do that. This is a series of steps. So just grab, grab, and I'll just sketch it out. I'll build a prototype. Build these pieces. Another. I said, I want to be able to do that with electronics. I'm going to say, design a circuit board. Like you have some crazy idea. I want to do electric. Blah blah blah. Does this and design the the schematics. I mean, that's interesting. But I mean, like so. Is there, how long, let's say you didn't know programming, how long would it have taken you to get to the phase you're at with programming right now? Well, you don't have to get to the phase that I'm at. I mean, I was at a phase where I could do a lot of damage and, you know, again, I think it's like a year, six Maybe months, a year, a year six months. you know, pretty aggressive. I'm, and, and, you know, we have somebody who's like overseeing it and you're aggressively doing the, the work they're assigning to you and doing additional work outside to make sure you understand everything. I mean, I'm paying for this. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I want to make every session counts. So when he says, hey, here's some problems, I don't just go review my notes. I go and watch some videos if I can find it. I go look at notes online. I go look at some books that I have. I try and look at it from three or four different angles. You know? So would you be able to make this uh, this uh, digital recorder? Well, you know, I mean, in, I don't know how long months. that would take. Maybe not in six months. Maybe it wouldn't be that advanced. But, you know, I don't really know. I don't. I, I see, I don't have the perspective yet on how hard certain things are. Yeah. Um, and that, that would probably be something that advanced would take longer, I'm sure. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I would think that's that's more. But I, I mean, I just I want to me the ability to create electrical electronics at that level. You know, when you like when you see like these these um, uh, movie uh, TV shows like the Wormhole or Futurescape, and they go and they visit some lab, some science at some you know science lab at some university at MIT. They're working on robotic blah blah, and a little show. They're not just programming. They have built circuit boards and attached robots and done this stuff to lasers. And they've some one, some gra- series of graduate students have worked on and designed these boards to do all these new things. The ability to do that to me is like a superpower. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is awesome. Now, I find that as amazing as people who don't know how to code look at maybe what you do and go, wow, you could just build a mobile app. And they're just shocked. You could just build. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> but to them, it seems like a superpower. Yeah. To the, and so like, vice versa. So I'm like... You know, and it's also, I guess, maybe it's, I, I was just thinking, like, things that I always wanted to do. I was talking to my buddy Mitchell. I'm like, what, are, what is the thing I always said I was going to learn? And he's like, yeah, electronics. Like, I remember that, you know. And he's like, and what's the thing I always see as athletes? Like, dunk a basketball. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I always said I was going to. So, gonna, it's another for, a present for your 44th. Yeah, it was just things that, like, you know what? I'm not going to sit on the sidelines like, I always wanted to do this, and I always want to do that, but I can't. No, you know what? You can do whatever the hell you want to do. You have to do the research find the way, come up with a plan and execute it. Don't ask permission. Don't worry about what anyone else says. Just start doing it. Yeah. And I'm having a blast <laughs> doing the electrical engineering stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm out of my mind in terms of how excited I am about getting in, in, in shape like this, you know, and then my whole body like transforming getting like like literally like i'm getting like every week i'm like three months younger <laughs> feels like you know i mean it's like something out of a movie that's great and i'm just like this is it's just like the you know i don't even know how to describe it other it's just like the great this is the best thing i've ever done you know it's just it's amazing so and we'll see it should be like 
as Phil was saying, you know, because I was like, oh man, you know, when I get to this level, when I do this, he's like, that's that is that is gonna be awesome. But he's like, you understand that there's a lot of stops along the way that are gonna be awesome. He's like, when you get down to 190, you're gonna feel awesome. When you get this, you're gonna feel amazing. He's like, trust me, when I went to 250, and then I got to 230, and then I was at 215, and like every time he's just like, this is awesome, you know, <laughs> it's huge, yeah. right? Those big wins. So I don't know for anyone, for all you people who are listening out there, and you're thinking, like. Sit back and think, you know, what is it that I always said I was going to do? The, even the crazy, dumb stuff you said in high school or college and you told your friends, oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. But now you think, well, I can't do that. Like, really think, I mean, if Jason, who's 43, going up 44 years old, 5 foot 10, 200, well, I was 205 pounds of six weeks ago, is going to go try to dunk a basketball, like... He sounds know. like a speech about Rudy. How does it go on? Like you ain't five foot nothing. Five foot, a hundred nothing. <laughs> five foot nothing, a hundred nothing. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm just like, it's just, it really is in your mind about what it is you can or can't achieve. And we put all those limitations on ourselves. And I was kind of getting frustrated sitting around at the gym, you know, with guys talking about what I used to be able to do. Mm. I used to be fast. I used to be able to jump. I used to be able to play bat. I used to, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it better than I ever did in the past. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start talking about it. Like, is this, you know, something that I can't attain anymore because I let my mind go there because that's what everyone else believes. You know, you have to do something that people say that that's just, I mean, don't let what other people or even you think is not possible. As Phil had this great quote the other day, he said to me, he's like, you know, because we were, we we're talking about this, he's like, you know, he's like, what, what you once thought was impossible just becomes the next step. Mm. You know? And when you, when you have, and, and really what basically what's saying, I mean, you, in a full context, you say, with the right training, the right plan, what, what, what you once considered impossible, or what was once considered impossible just becomes the next step. So we have to get Phil back on the show. He said that, uh, when, you know, when he comes to uh, LA, we should do like a, a live show with, uh, I guess, even a few of them with the three of us in the room. So, Oh, yeah. What would be great? That would be great. Well, Phil, like I said, you know, if you had bet, if you had told Phil, if, 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 someone, if, if, if Phil said, look, I'm going to get down to 180 pounds or I'm going to get down to 10% body fat and I'm going to bench press to whatever. So did, you would, I, I know him better than anyone else in the world probably. Yeah, I know him to a T. I know everything about his personality, what his strengths, his weaknesses are, what how he rationalizes things. I would have bet everything that I own that that was never, ever going to happen. He was never going to see 200 pounds again. He was never going to see 220. Never going to happen. I've seen him bullshitting about well, it for years. The sad thing it. is I was talking, like, once again, you know, talking to him at the at the wedding. I was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I, I started this and some people were inspired, maybe like four or five people. And I'm like, any of them else been successful like you? He's like, no, they all fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of, you know. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the smart bet is to bet against it. Smart yeah. bet, the smart bet would have been to bet against him. The smart bet would be to bet against me. But I'm like looking at Phil, I'm like, I would not bet against Phil now. I mean, he's on a locomotive that's not stopping. I mean, he is going to be, he'll be at 10% before he gets out here and he'll be, you know, and he has all these lifting goals. He's going to squat this much and bet, you know, like, and I'm like, I wouldn't bet against it. I mean, and, uh, he will be benching 315 pounds probably within a year. Yeah. It's I just th- amazing, right? Mm. I mean, it's just in terms of goals and perseverance and commitment because it's like, 
it's you think like because you know oh here's the last thing interesting to say about it um and i'm sorry it keeps coming back to this topic but i think you have to think about it in a larger this is just an abstraction but you know you think oh well you know i'm busy i got a wife and kids and a job and a commute and i got this and that and you know how much time he spends in the gym three days a week 45 minutes that's it Right, and and then the hit training, which is which is twenty minutes. It's twenty minutes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is it. Three days a week for forty five minutes, and you know what? Most of the time, the forty minutes is doing is sitting around resting, talking, BSing mm-hmm. between sets. That's it. You spend most people spend more time on a commute one way to their job. I mean, that is mm-hmm. no time at all. People are like, oh, because you know you'll see like these actors, and you're like, oh, well, look at Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise or whatever and like god their guys are like 50 years old and they're amazing shape or Hugh Jackman's like oh but they got like personal trainers and nutritionists and they work out four hours a day you don't have to mm. bullshit they probably have a, a good diet they have a nutritionist who just said who any of us can afford to go see once a few months if you wanted but he's get- very strict about life but I asked him what is what has is his diet right mm-hmm. basically he eats eggs vegetables and meat he eats a few other things, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, he's, I mean, he's pretty sick, but you know what, but you don't understand. I'm fish. Yeah, but he's constantly goes out and when he, go, when he goes out with friends, like he just, I mean, he did this, this giant burger with like three patties or like, it's he, true. He goes yeah, out he, drinking. He, he told me he's blown out quite a lot. He told me that there was a lot of time. Well, it's not he, like, it's not like he blows out where he goes on a, uh, on a, um, a bender for three days. It's like, oh, I'm going out with people. He goes on a bender for like a meal or a night. Or yeah, that's not, you would call it a bender. It's like, I'll just budget. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, tomorrow we're just going to go out and I'm just going to eat. We're going to go out. We're going to have fun all day. We're going to drink. Or he goes out drinking all the time. Yeah. But if, and everything else is not. Spirits. Yeah. But when everything else is dialed in, you get away with that. So you don't have to go, oh, like, I can't like give up pizza. Or I can't give up this thing. It's like, you don't have to give up pizza. Just don't eat pizza every day. Yeah. Friday night, go get pizza. <laughs> right like did you just can't indulge every meal every day and that's when it kills you yeah so but yeah anyway it's just i don't know i i mean i'm just like i've said i i'm i'm kind of on a high mm-hmm. I, I got these ultra madness you this know? is this uh, this does this does seem like the you know an even madness or madness version of yeah. one of your madnesses yeah yeah so uh what do you have any other um yeah. topics that you wanted to bring up or yeah 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 i got some stuff so let's see here um I, uh, there was an interesting thing. Uh, one of our listeners, Fernando Nava, emailed me. Um, a, a, thing he, a thing he sent me in the email. Um, it was about uh, Elon Musk, and it was a core answer to a core question. And the title was, Elon Musk, how did Elon Musk learn enough about rockets to run SpaceX? <laughs> you know, we've talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that, about how he taught himself, and he's the chief rocket designer. We've talked, you know, that's pretty amazing, right? Mm. You, you know that, right? I didn't know he was the chief rocket designer. He is he the actually, chief rocket designer. He taught himself all of the rocket science. He's not just a guy who sits in the boardroom and has a couple of chief engineers report to him, and then he says, all right, go do it. Well, Which is incredible, yeah, right? Is. I mean, he has an undergraduate degree in physics, but you know that's, 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 an, that's just a very baseline level when it comes to needing to understand the rocket science. Do you think he hired someone for 30 bucks? I don't know if that's, he did hire that's anyone. Is that in a cafe with them once a week? Could, you know, for him, I mean, obviously he was out of paper. He could do whatever he wanted, so he could have spent, you know, you know, five or six days a week doing that. But he was probably studying on his own. He probably was talking to people, whether he hired someone or not. It would be smart to hire somebody, even if you have, you're like him and you have 180 IQ. I mean, 
I'm no dummy. I can learn this stuff on my own. In fact, I was teaching myself all the vector calculus stuff on my own. So but he, it's he, way more efficient to have an expert sit there with you. He has 180 IQ. I'm just saying. Oh, just saying. I don't know what he has. I, mean, he's, I know he's bright. So here, so the, the question is, so the guy talks about how, yeah, like I had 25 years experience or 20 years experience in the rocket industry working for Raytheon. Da, da, da. I gave up on SpaceX. I didn't think it was going to work. Elon stuck with it. He had no experience, <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah, he learned. He's like, yeah, he's so here. Let me leave this quote. Okay, this is why, this is why Elon Musk succeeded. And I think this is, this is an incredibly important thing. He goes, so, he goes, so I am going to suggest that he is successful not because his visions are grand, not because he is extraordinarily smart, and not because he works incredibly hard. All of those things are true. The one major important distinction that sets him apart is his inability to consider failure. It simply is not even in his thought process. He cannot conceive of failure, and that is truly remarkable. It doesn't matter if it's going up against the banking system, PayPal, going up against the entire aerospace industry, SpaceX, or going up against the U.S. auto industry, Tesla. He can't imagine not succeeding, and that is a very critical trait that leads him ultimately to success it's it is pretty incredible i mean i i I think i'm the exact opposite when i think about it like so remember we've spoken about people learning to to code in three months or something like that even when you were just talking about you said oh i i I could do some real damage after i was coding for a year somehow in my mind when i look back at my career and all the different things that i know like there's so many moving parts i don't understand how anyone could get anywhere useful within three months but I've been proven completely wrong, like through the different programs that there are, and even what you're saying. So it's amazing. It's amazing that he just, because obviously, he, I mean, he's he's not a young. I mean, he's not young. He's not twenty, so he's not naive. Like he knows that stuff takes a lot. It, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind stuff. But yet he still believes that it's possible. Well, he always thinks down the first principles, and he's like, other people learn this. I can learn this. You know. I'm a smart guy. I want to learn this. Like, yeah, but no, but other people, not that other people have learned it. It's basically, I'm going to do something that's impossible that doesn't, you know, that no one else has done. Yeah. Just because no one else has done it doesn't mean it's impossible. That's the big distinction. And it's, it, well, that's one of the big distinctions. He's like, I can see how this would be possible. And, and that's the thing is your ability not to think in terms of like, well, have other people done this? Think in terms of first principles and what you know. Is it possible? Does something in physics eliminated as a possibility if math or physics is not eliminated as a possibility it might be possible and that's what that's that's what's his limiting factor just the principles of but it's a very entrepreneurial trait as well isn't it like i find matt from did you do like that like he he can't he can't believe anything's not possible as well and i find it kind of frustrating at times but but it really stretches that you know what i do technically because he's like no no of course you can do it like just find a way Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Find a way. Well, you know what's interesting about this is that I feel like you know there's this culture. Uh, there's what they this new failure culture that's that's sort of evolved over the past last four or five years, where it's okay to fail and fail fast, and failure is success. You learn so much from failure, and one of the reasons that that's a useful way to think and that has caught on is that you do need to run tests you need to experiment and try stuff you don't always know the answer and sometimes you just have to wait and see and you have to know that when something doesn't succeed 
that you can just pick up a try something again. I mean, Thomas Edison trying to figure out what's the create a light bulb. I mean, he's like tried a thousand different types of ways of doing it. And he's like, you know, and his famous quote is like, I, you know, I don't view this as a failure. It's just one more. I just know one more way that, that won't work that, you know, leads me closer to the goal or whatever it is. And, but there's, as this has happened, sort of, you know, the kind of the, uh, what was it? Telephone, the game of telephone, the message sort of devolves. And by the time it gets around, it's not really yeah. the same message. And I think the way a lot of people interpret it is it's an easy out. Like, oh, failure is fine. And I'll just like pivot and try. Like they don't really say, oh, I'm going to go after this vision. They, 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 they'll view the overall thing at failure is okay as opposed to like little tests and experiments. Where he's like, we're sending a rocket into space. And that is not going to fail. Whereas a lot of people will go... Um, oh, we got to pivot. We can't really create a space company. What we're going to do is we're going to build a music sharing app. You know, <laughs> like, right? You know, it's like... Yeah, it yeah, is, no, it's true. It's, it's like, true. You, you know, you have to, like, not give up. You have to have that per, that resilience and the persistence and passion to go after the vision because, you know, if you're just going to pivot when it's hard, because I think that's what happens is people view, oh, it's hard. My first dozen tries didn't work. Therefore, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to change my goal, my passion to something else. And therefore, it wasn't a failure. I just learned that it was hard. But the reality is, you have to push through the pain. You have to yeah. you have to earn it. Like anything that's worth doing is going to be hard, and and you have to know that you have to embrace the difficulty because you know that's what separates your ability to do it and everybody else's ability not to be able to do it. Well, it's actually great because you know that's your barrier to entry as well. You know, against competition and yeah. all those other things. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was that was just a fantastic quote. Um, <laughs> You know, speaking of amazing things, there was this uh, link, uh, this little article on the Huffington, on Huffington Post that um, Sandy sent me. It was about this gymnast, um, Casey Cantanzaro. This female made it to the finals of America, American Ninja Warrior. Have you seen American Ninja Warrior? No, I haven't. So it's like this obstacle course that is insane. You have to climb these crazy things and stuff. And it's like you have to be like a world-class athlete to even get through like one or two. Most of these athletes, these guys who got, and it's mostly guys, almost all guys. I've never seen a female compete before. And these are guys who like, oh, that guy was in the, he was a silver medalist at the Olympics. Oh, this guy is, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, they're like, you know, when you look at them and the guys have like no body fat, they're like just absolutely ripped. You see them training year round, gymnasts, acrobats. I mean, I don't know, just phenomenal athletes. And there's like seven or, I don't know, eight or nine stages and they'll make it to like the third or fourth one and they crash out mm. they can't do it this girl five foot 100 pounds cute as a button she blew through it didn't break a sweat it was it was it was it was unbelievable now is, is that because she's so like like so the, the muscle mass versus the kind of weight is just so optimized that it's easier for her to do stuff no um because so yeah i mean it's important that how strong you are per body pound per pound like your strength index yeah. that's important but she's i'm sure she's not as strong per uh, per pound as some of these guys so how she did she just, not break a sweat she just had incredible i mean i'm not saying she did sweat but i mean 
she made it almost look easy. The last point was so fun. It was hard. And the, the, the announcers were like, what? I mean, she's just like <laughs> shimmied up this thing like, like she was an alien. <laughs> like, I can't believe what I'm watching. And you would have bet everything you own. If you had been watching Ninja Warrior a few episodes, you would see the kind of people who got through and how the vast majority of people can't pass. It. Vast majority of amazing athletes who have been training for it can't get through a handful of stages, much less to the end, much less pass through all of it that she would have gotten anything at all and so she she won it or she, she made it to the final so there's gonna be a finals where all the people who qualify who gotten through this but it was i mean it's for for the whole like you know girl girls can do anything guys can i mean it's that's the thing to watch like if you have a daughter this is something you want to show them and what's it called again ninja america ninja warrior america I'll, I'll have a link ninja to it. warrior okay, american great. ninja warrior and what what's it on is it on netflix or hulu or yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, you can watch it. I don't know what network or what channel it comes on, but you know. It, oh, oh, okay. You don't watch it regularly. You just no. I've seen a few episodes before. Yeah. It started in Japan, so I watched the the the, the Japanese <laughs> version. Yeah, and then it came to America. So it was just called Ninja Warrior, and then it, there's American Ninja Warrior, and um, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it's funny. You look at this girl; she doesn't look. She looks really kind of lean and thin, like very feminine. Like she doesn't look like she has like these giant shoulders and arms. Like you know, even some of the gymnasts you see, like well, they're kind of overdeveloped. It looks a little weird, you know. And, you know, uh, but she doesn't. She just looks lean. Five foot, hundred pounds. That's it. She must be able to really. You'd say she must be strong. I well, mean, sure, she's strong yeah. for body weight, but you yeah. understand it's body control. Jeez. She's just incredible body control coordination. I mean, her her boyfriend was training her. You know, so he, he climbs with the last one to, you know, whatever, celebrate with her. But it was just like he'd been trained her the whole way. But it was just. Wow. It was something to see. That was some of the most amazing thing I've seen in a long, long time. Um, cool. So, um, so where are we, how are we on time? We could do maybe one or two more stories. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to talk about. Um, so I, I think I told you that Colby um, was doing this summer program like all my kids are doing um summer school yeah but summer school is not like normal summer school it's five weeks long it's eight it's four hours four hours it's like eight to noon it's four days a week and they do stuff like cooking and chess and you know whatever so colby was taking 3d printing and woodworking and robotics and the robotics was mindstorm robotics but they're using robot c hmm and I went in and uh, watched the open house, and uh, it was unbelievable. Colby's code, and I didn't look at the kids, but I'm assuming they did, the ones that passed did it, but I don't think all the kids finished the final obstacle course because it was a pretty complicated obstacle course that the robot had to navigate. But Colby had written the code to do it, and it was all, it was like, see, loops and conditionals and conditionals, and I was like, Holy crap. He did learn something at Catalyst. Oh, my God. Well, he did. He learned a baseline of, like, how stuff works, and then I think it finally all came together for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And I'll show you video, and I'll show you this. this That's great. Was he using any functions, or was everything... Uh, I was one function. One, I don't one, think they had functions. Okay, great. But it was um, it was pretty... It was So, the Robot C, which is developed by Carnegie Mellon, is yeah. fantastic learning platform because they have lots of tutorials, lots of documentation, an integrated development environment. It's all plug and play with connecting to the Mindstorm robots. It's fantastic. I mean, and I was looking at the kids, and some of the kids were working in teams. Like there was two girls working together, and some were like working alone. Like Colby, he's a kind of a lone wolf, right? He's doing mm-hmm. his own thing. Um, and it was, I think, there was young. It was fifth through eighth grade, so it was mostly older kids. But um, 
which I think is the right age for that. I think fifth kind of being the kind of the floor on that. I think we go too much younger and then it's just, it's just too inefficient. So talking about that, like, uh, are you, is that yeah, what, that's what I would so, say. It was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's cool. So, what, cool. what I was wondering is, like, how's your angel investment doing with Doug? Like, did you is any more info on that? Yeah, well, they're um, he's looking uh, at a, a new uh, a new location, which is oh, so they didn't get that yet. Well, not yet. You know, he's gone and taken a look at it, and there's they're they're kind of. I think he's um, giving a counter offer to like, you know, where they're going to pay per square foot, and you know, all that kind of negotiation stuff, and how yeah. long to lease, and then they're you know everything, and then it's like what location they're going to use, but. Um, I think it's a, probably an 80% chance that we'll have a location in the fall. He said he's kind of going to do two sessions in the fall. One is like, you know, late August, early September through mid-October. And the other one will be like, or end of October. And that will be end of October to Christmas time kind of range. And he's like, you know, we may, maybe we'll shoot for the second session instead of the first, just so we have a little more time to do stuff. So he's been interviewing candidates for the, what you might call the general manager of that location, mm. you know, the manager, right? So if you have like a yogurt store, there's like the manager of that store and then there's all the people who work there. So he calls it a coordinator. So he has a coordinator he needs to hire and then, um, and then a curriculum developer for that site. He like, he wants a curriculum developer at every site because, you know, you get a lot more material that way and they get to work directly with the kids and see what yeah, they're doing. And, good, then, yeah. and then you got to staff it up with a bunch of college kids and some high school kids. You know, you really got to get because he tries to keep like a three to one ratio of of instructor to kid. So, yeah, it looks like we have another little location in the, in the in the fall. And, yeah, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do a name change because it's called the Mill Valley Code Club. But like Catalyst is in the running. Well, I don't think so, because um, I think uh, I think I, I was I think it was. One of our listeners, it might have been, um, geez, I can't remember, it might have been Philip Monet or somebody uh, emailed us, Glenn Bennett maybe, geez, I can't remember. Oh yeah, it was Glenn, Glenn Bennett. He emailed us said that there was a interview with the guys who did Hack Reactor mm. and they initially was called Catalyst and they were sued by a, oh, wow. another company that, and so if there's a company that's aggressively suing people that's in the, the companies that are in the educational space using Catalyst, then it's sort of a danger. Actually, you just reminded me, you're talking about Philip Monet there, um, I don't know if you've looked at the texting wiki.com recently. I have not. But he has, he has like been doing an amazing job. I mean, it's really filled out. Oh, even since like a couple months ago when. Yeah. I mean, so like, like it's, you, you'll like, there'll be guests, like there's a page, you know, all the guests and then it links to all of the different episodes that all the guests on there's topics and it links to all of the different episodes that the topics are mentioned on. Like, it's just like. It, it, the whole thing is the tapestry of our show is really textingwiki.com. Uh, it's it's really, really well done. Awesome. He must have put hours and hours into it. So, I mean, Philip, thanks. Thank you so much for that. That is really, really good. That is super cool. Thanks, Philip. That's, I, I hope he can make it to the... It doesn't sound like he's going to be able to, but it'd be yeah. awesome if he could make it to yeah. the summit. So I think what we should do is if there's anyone else who's on the fence and you really want to influence, whether it's on the 12th or the 18th, do your deposit now. If it turns out that it's a weekend, you can't do it. We'll give you your money back, but we're going to close it out by the end of this month. So it's like one more week, mm-hmm. the end of July. So August, so that will give us two, two and a half months for people to, you know, make, you know, we can take care of the reservations and all that. Right. So yeah. you got one more week. If you're listening to this and you're like, you know, you can only make one or not the other. I would put your, put your money down, do the two fifty deposit. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, and I, as Justin always said, that the money will just go towards um, food. I mean, I think really what we're going to do is we're going to do this around a series of lunches, dinners, and breakfasts. And yeah. we'll just get a whole section of a restaurant and we'll just have a bunch of big tables together and we'll just like have like two, three hour, two and a half, three hour meals. <laughs> and we'll just have a bunch of crazy topics and we'll talk about all kind of cool stuff. And, um, you know, we'll do some variations on that. And uh, what we'll maybe do is we'll just pile, pile the money together and then just say, all right, well, we have X amount of dollars per meal. And then we'll, and then hopefully that'll cover the meals. And if we have a little extra, then we'll, uh, that we need, then everybody, everybody throw in $7 and that'll cover, you know, we'll do something like that. Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, it's, I think what we want to do is we want to keep it simple. We don't want to keep it inexpensive. You can make it fun. That's make it fun and also i think you know people will will build friendships and make connections and oh. i bet you a few projects start as well they know? might i bet well, you, you they do well you know oh the other thing i want to say too and i i think I'm, i don't know if i mentioned this on the show is i guess i did last week but if you live in the san francisco area and you'd like to hang out i'm i go up once a month <laughs> and what i'm going to start doing is have like i guess a meetup i guess we call it or just a wall grab dinner or lunch or breakfast or something um and any of the listeners that are in the in the area that wanna wanna meet up, we'll we'll all grab a meal together. Because what I've been doing is I'm meeting with people individually, but now it's you know there's like two or three people. I'm just I don't have enough meals that I can meet with people who are my friends up there who I haven't seen in a while, and then I have to leave a couple meals open for hanging out with the Uber guys, and then it's like I just <laughs> you know there's like no 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 meals left. So I was like you know what if we get a bunch of people, and a bunch of people maybe two or three. But it could ultimately end up being five or six at some point. But um, at least that way, we can get it done. We can hang out. But also, you might be able to meet meet some people you, you want you, and who live in San Francisco. Like I know Stephen Marity just moved there, um, and uh, so did um, and Abe uh, Gillespie is is moving there. And they're both really nice guys, and uh, you know they don't know anybody. So if you're up there and you want to meet some new people, that'd be a great way. Uh, actually, I wanted to also ask you how uh, is that is there any movement with Empath? Yeah, uh, I've had a um, so we've been working. Uh, so we have another person we brought on who's developing the content. Yeah, Amina um, is her name, and she and Lola have done a lot with the content. So we just kind of went over it Friday. I think we're going to talk a little this afternoon. Um, so. Yeah, we're, we're really getting the content down. The content, because okay. one thing I was thinking is like, how to get the content. I need to get a good, solid working draft of the content to get the system work around. It's like really hard to test without any data. And it's really hard to just make all that stuff up yeah. on the fly and stuff. So I've been kind of holding off. I said, let's get this content set and then I'll build sort of the system around it. I mean, I already have a lot of the pieces of the system together, but that's kind of it. So I just move forward. All right. So, and with God's Tweets, the project you're doing with Mark, is that on the, is that available? It got rejected. Yeah. From the app store for things like there need to be a checkbox for the EULA and there needs to be a way for users to flag content and just yeah. really small things. And I've been going back and forth with Mark and it looks like we, we have our soccer games on Friday on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to, he lives on the west side over in Beverly, uh, Beverly Hills. So he's going to drive over before traffic, spend two or three hours with me. We'll knock everything out resubmit at the app store and then go play there. Okay, great. So that's the I can't wait till that's in the app store and we can Ask listeners to download it. Get up and play it. with God. See tweets. Jason's yeah. awesome app work. I think it works. I think it's pretty good. I mean, I think it's pretty slick. Uh, Titanium is, um, 
you know, it's like with any framework, there's always little things that are going to be a little irritating, this or that, but you can always work around them. And once you figure out how to do stuff, I mean, you can build a really slick native app that will, yeah. you know, and uh, it's it's kind of like how you would write web apps back in the day when you kind of had to fork between Firefox and IE. Like 90% of the code would be the same, but then there's this 10% of code where you're like, well, if Firefox, do this. If IE, do that, right? Yeah. It's not um, so bad. It's not that so I suppose one thing I should mention is what three weeks till the well three weeks till the baby's due. Like obviously it could be late or early. I mean basically it could be any day now mm-hmm. that it could happen. Awesome. So that's kind of exciting. Three weeks. Three weeks till your life new... will never be the same. Yeah. Is it really? Does it really change your life? Nah. <laughs> and we just like to say that because it freaks everybody out. I mean, but, it. Here's what happens. I mean. <laughs> The mother's life is never the same. Yeah, the mom, the mom, she does seem to look, it seems like she's going to bear the brunt of the work. Like, no especially the, the, the kind of, like there's the, no question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's absolutely, I mean, I know there's a lot of, and, and every couple's different, how they like divvy up who does what and everything. Um, yeah, but you can't, men can't breastfeed the baby. That's true. It's, <laughs> well, and it depends. I mean, like if, if she's just working kind of sporadically part time and you're working full time, yeah. you know, uh, it's just not you know, she's going to be doing the most of work, you know, and she's going to know how to do everything. And she's going to be like, all right, she'll have you do certain things. And she's like, oh, can you go take the baby for a walk? Or can you change him? Or can you, you know, feed him? And you'll be doing, you'll be taking your turns doing that stuff, you know, which will help her a lot, you know, but it's still not the same. And, um, you know, you know what happened? You know how it has like, you know how, um, when you first learn to pick up a new skill, you you um, you waste a lot of energy doing it. You're very inefficient at it. Yeah. Um, it's like when you're playing a sport. Like you're like you're somebody who's really good at it. They're not breaking a sweat, and they're making it look easy. Where you're just sweating, and you know, same thing with like programming a new language. It's just like you just do blah blah blah. You have to research stuff and try stuff. Same with a baby. <laughs> like you guys, like we had a baby. This is crazy. <laughs> Oh my God. You know, and you're like, you got one kid and it's sleeping most of the time. Like, what are you freaking out about? Like, you right. know, so, but it's That's just because easy. you're so freaked out and you're like, oh my God, what do we do? And then you're just going to, but that's going to like be hurry up and wait. Like, oh my God, it's a baby. And the baby's just sitting there and, and sleeping. You're like, what do we do? <laughs> like, why don't you go work out? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, all right, I guess I'll work on disco. You know what I mean? I mean, the baby's just sitting there sleeping, you know, and she'll, you know, fall asleep in the carrier and the, the, crib and you know you'll just be there and then you'll hear the baby cry and you go you know i mean it's you know and, and then it just goes through phases where certain things are easy to do with the kid and later it's not easy to do once the kid once they're able to once not when we're not sleeping all day or when they're crawling and just things change but you know look i mean if you're someone it depends on what your life was before if you're someone who's like we travel a lot like we take road trips every week we do all this stuff it's like yeah well that will kind of be harder yeah. You know, like, yeah. But if you're someone who's like, I mean, and I look at what you do, what do you spend most of your day writing code? You go work out once a day. Now, you used to not even do that. And then you might, what, go out to eat occasionally with Georgie? Mm. Not a lot to change. You know, it's not like you're not all you're going to sacrifice. You know, it's like, you know, and since you make enough money to hire a babysitter, you're going to hire a babysitter and let's, hey, let's go out into our favorite restaurant. Not a big deal. I mean, you guys will be really, so you'll kind of, what really sucks is was when you have a baby and you're broke, 
mm. which is kind of where we were for a while. We were really struggling financially, so we really couldn't afford a babysitter. And you just never get a break. You're like, oh, God, if I could just go get some sushi. I just want to go see a movie. Like, you just you just want it so badly, and you just can't do this. Yeah, I mean, I just heard that like it's like the first week that's really the difficult one because you're just you're just it's new. It's all new to you. You're just tired. The baby's not the baby actually it's not even supposed to be sleeping for more than two hours at any one go. Like you're supposed to feed it every two hours. Not really supposed to let it sleep for like four or five hours. Yeah, uh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. So maybe just sleeps until it wakes up. Now I guess it tells feed. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really you're remember. You're supposed to keep feeding it. Yeah. I don't you're really supposed remember. To feed it every two hours. I mean, I know your kind of personality. You're kind of going to be all up in her business. So, Whoa, what do you do this? What do you do that? You're going to be just like hanging around. <laughs> You know, I just kind of like, hey, whatever, you know, and uh, it's like Sandy is like, I got this. Right. Like, right. you know, she, she's like, quit the mommy blocking. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I if I if I had that gene in me, which I don't. Right. If I was in there trying to do stuff, she'd be like, I got this back off. No, it's definitely gonna be a different dynamic with us. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, well, you know. Well, anyway, it's that, so that's, I guess that's my piece of like. You, you know what the first week's like? It's like when your mom or someone comes to visit and you're just kind of like. Well, they're here on the couch, so you're all just kind of hanging out, <laughs> talking. I don't know, like, what do we do, right? The baby's there. We have a baby here. And you're just kind of like, well, it's that same kind of feeling. It's like, okay. You're like, well, I kind of feel weird about going out and doing something, just like as if your mom was sitting there or something, or you know, or a relative it's or something. It's this new guest. Yeah, it's this new guest, and just kind of standing like, well, I guess the baby has to sleep. And then you're just going to sit there and stare at the baby, and you're like, okay, it's st- <laughs> uh, baby's cute, but I'm tired of looking at the baby, you know? <laughs> But then eventually it kind of normalizes and whatever. But um, your life is going to be, I mean, kids are awesome. I mean, I, I just can't get enough of my kids. I love them. It, and, and the older they get for me, the better it gets. I mean, my kids, the ages of my kids are now, I just, it just is so much fun. Yeah. And in fact, you know, like today, it was unfortunate today, but Sandy took the kids to the beach. And so she's sending me, I think there are pictures in there of them boogie boarding and stuff. But, you know, I had to work. and That uh, sucks. Well, you know, but, you know, we went to we went to an outdoor movie on Friday night and we went and um, we were all at the pool on Saturday and we were I don't know, we were doing we were doing stuff. We're constantly going out and doing all kind of fun stuff. I suppose one thing I'll say about this, this I haven't, I've mentioned it to you privately, but I haven't said on the show, like this experience of having a baby, what, what it's really made me feel is amazed at nature and DNA. I cannot believe the information that is passed through DNA. Like it's it's just mind blowing. Even like information that seems just weird. Like for example, a newborn baby has a cruel reflex for the first three weeks of its life, so that it can get from the abdomen up to the rest and feed. But also, like when when the babies are in the womb, like they're covered in little hairs for the first six months or eight months to stop the water from like hurting their skin. Like that's just bizarre. How is that? Pa- like how is that passed through from you know the DNA. You like, sound like you're talking like when you're like you're high. Well, wow, <laughs> no, but it truly is. Thought about how big the universe is. Crazy man. I, I know, but it's. But just, you know what? If it's like okay, it just is. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Nature is amazing. The universe is huge. Amazing how small molecules are. Babies. It's I, amazing. I find it like I mean it it consistently boggles my mind. So many different aspects about but you're boggled. Yes, I'm. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Like, what it makes me think is, like, you know, we talk about, like, creating artificial intelligence or mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Like, My kids are way more. I feel we are so far behind. the, the uh, Our idea of that kind of science fiction concept of, like, artificial intelligence and being better than nature or being equal to nature. 
we're just nowhere close. Like, right. nowhere close. Right. Looks like we got another uh, payment notification. Yeah. Someone, Someone else. So awesome. So what are we, like 15 or? Yeah. Well, okay, probably not because some people can't make it on the 12th and some people can't make it on the 18th. We need the decider. We need a decider. All right. Okay. Um, so I think. Uh, that's it. We got to get some lunch. I'm starving. Yeah. Agreed. So, all right. That's a wrap. We're out. Nice. Thanks.